Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Aaron Rima, <laughs> 7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, first of all, I was just about to mention the train, and there's Don, bam, getting right on it. Yes. Very busy intersection northeast side of town, right at uh, Wurzbach Parkway. And, uh, man, that's where people have run into that train before, and that train that goes through there have run into people before or, Ooh, or yeah. vehicles before. Right, right. Doesn't look like it's that, though. It looks no, like it just I, stalled I, out, right? Yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but, yeah. you know, they just stopped and it's yeah. Know, well, the fire, to take a couple a fire trucks were there, and they left. Yeah, they, so. they, they're gone. There's still some police there, but they seem to be uh, yeah. backing away and getting back into their vehicles. That's so. our train that comes in, down From Eisenhower that blocks right. us all up here. So, yeah. Morning, Mr. Rima. Good morning, Mr. Wow. M- Mr. Weta, your mama. <laughs> Weta, your mama. How do we actually pronounce it? I don't even know. Uh, wh- what's the guy's name? What's Godzilla's name there? Weba Yamama or something Weba like Yamama. that. Weba Yamama. What is it, Jimmy? Weba Yama. Weba, Weba, Weba Yama. Yeah. Yama. Yama. Yeah. Yama Lama so, Ding Dong. Look, with all the praise that's being heaped on him, that's great. And the team getting the first round pick, that's wonderful. Right. That's all great. The whole city's all about it. Don's right. It's, it gives us something to be excited about instead of all the sucky stuff. Like all the hobo crap and the people right. living in the sands and along the, border, the highway. And the border and all that stuff. But Popovich still sucks. So... <laughs> Let's be perfectly clear. We can be excited about Weber Yamama, but Popovich sucks. still sucks. I, you know what, man? Here's where I am, okay? One thing about me is that when I break up with you, I break up for That's good, right. man. Yeah. You know what? The Spurs and I had a falling out, and I'm just not going to date that chick anymore. Nope. I don't care if they got Godzilla working for him now or nope. they're going to have a, I mean, the guy is, geez, she's tall. Yeah, seven foot five. I wouldn't good even God. have talked about it, but everybody's on social media. Oh, I yeah. had to bring well, it up. To, it's his news story because they're going it. nuts. There, you know, but that doesn't mean I love the Spurs. Yeah, but Elaine was just saying you crapped on the Spurs for four years. <laughs> What's your problem? And she's right. I did, and I still feel the same way. <laughs> right. If Pop would go away or shut his mouth, maybe. But I doubt it. I, I doubt I, it. I I had my moment with basketball when the Manu was on there and Tim Duncan and my wife introduced me to the whole culture and I loved it. But and you're done. I don't care. You're about, a baseball I, boy. I couldn't give a crap about. Couldn't like. I couldn't care less about basketball. You are a boy of summer. I like baseball, That's man. It. That's it. That's what I like. It's I'm a slow fall and boy. boring, just like me. I'm a fall boy. You're a football guy, and I love like the gun. I've fallen in love with the gunslingers. I, I really heard, have. Yeah, man. that's cool. I really have. It's exciting stuff. Wonderful. Anyway, where do you want to go this morning? What direction do you want to head with all this stuff that's going on? I guess we could, you know, recap on some of the Durham stuff. I had a great conversation right. with John Hayward in the last heard. hour uh, about that. He's great. Just really yeah, cool. Smart and dude. We talked about the border, too. And you had stepped out of the room, but he he earned his paycheck this morning on the border. <laughs> he said, and by the way, we don't pay him. I just, no, that's, no, a, I, that's, yeah. a, that's a saying. 88 terrorists. 88 terrorists have come in. Right. We caught 30 Chinese nationals walking down a highway in Texas yesterday. Right. right? Men. Men. So why wouldn't China be pre-positioning guys here? But then I brought up what's happening in New York, and they're putting these guys that have not been vetted. They have not been – no background checks have been done. No health screening. And they're putting them in schools, in the gymnasiums, in elementary schools. Now you're talking about 6, 7, 8, 9, 2, 2, whatever. And they're putting them in their gymnasiums. Now – they were originally said they're going to go into two schools. Now it's over 20. In two days, they're in over 20 schools. And here's what he said. So, and fully attributed to John Hayward. So, let me understand this. For two years, they locked the kids out of school to keep them safe from COVID. And now they're bringing God knows what to them in the school. Because these people aren't being... <laughs> They don't know what they have, no. what they're carrying. I mean, we've got diseases we dealt with, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago that are suddenly springing up in this country. So, I mean, it's 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 such hypocrisy because basically, in essence, what he's saying to the people, uh, the parents who are upset about this is, hey, you just got to deal with it, man. That's what he said. We're in a humanitarian crisis, that man, with all these migrants, mm-hmm. the, the most one of the most populous cities on planet earth right with an infrastructure that's yeah albeit old it's still there i mean you're telling me new york city can't find any other place for them 
than the other. This is for show. <laughs> that's it. Well, this it, is for show. What it's man. trying to do is force the hands. Yes. That's yes. all they're trying to do is say, look what Greg Abbott is doing to your children. Right. That's that, all that's, they're trying to do. It's political. This is what Greg Abbott is doing to your children. Greg Abbott is the reason these ki- these guys are in your kid's school, and they probably have chicken pox. They probably have tuberculosis. They probably have COVID, right? Well, right? once again, Democrats prove that they, they really don't care about kids. They really don't yeah. care about little no. kids, man. No, they really don't. I mean, this is absurd, man. Yeah. And, and DeSantis is sending not just because he the second time he sent aid to texas to help with the border i mean i'm not the sidetrack but just as a counter you're good this is right on reference point this is right on desantis is selling not just a little amount of stuff to to texas 200 florida department of law enforcement officers 800 florida national guards uh guardsmen 101 florida highway patrol troopers 20 florida fish and wildlife conservation commission officers 20 20 people uh, from uh, EM from emergency management. Uh, they're also sending 17 unmanned aerial vehicles, 10 vessels, two mobile command vehicles, and five available fixed-wing aircraft with monitoring equipment and downlink capabilities with two aviation. I mean, he's... DeSantis is is doing the right thing at this particular moment. You know what I thought about? That's badass. You know what I thought about? He's being political, too, but I don't care. Well, no. You know, (laughs) this is going to help because what's going on, we're playing whack-a-mole. Yeah. Because every time we plug a hole, Joe Biden has a federal army member open open the gate somewhere else. This is all over. You can see these videos anywhere. So DeSantis is going to help us plug all that. But you know what I thought about? I don't don't mean to – I'm just being honest. The first thought I had was Tennessee in 1836. Sending the boys down here to help oh, us with the Alamo. Davey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, right, right. That's that's exactly. Tennessee said, "Hey, we'll help you out there at the Alamo, and we'll send these dudes." And that's right. Uh, uh, Colonel Crockett is going to be you, uh, leading these guys. You guys can go to hell. I'm going to Texas. Had, well, the first bumper stickers I bought when I moved to Texas was that quote. Yeah, man. it's badass. Y'all can go to hell. I'm going to Texas. And right. That, that's exactly what DeSantis. Now, yes, he's being political because in his statement he said, "Since Joe Biden is not going to do sure. this." I will, right? So he is saying, I'm better than Biden. Let me run against him. I'm right? fine with that. He's and, still sending the, the, the what yeah. we need, stuff we need. And, and it's a Trumpian move. Sure. Donald Trump would do the exact same thing, right? <laughs> if he was the governor of a state, Trump <laughs> yeah, except say, he'd also send a, a semi-truck full of Big Macs along with it. <laughs> he would He would have dropped the Moab. <laughs> You know, I have this really big bomb. I think it's the biggest bomb of all. There's never been there's not never been a better bomb. This is the bomb. There's no problems on the border because your favorite president just <laughs> dropped the mother of all bombs yeah. on the border. So it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> the border's all good. Um Elon. Elon oh, yes. Elon. Yes. Had a lot of cuts from Elon and uh, one of them is talking about go to work. You know. <laughs> Get off your GDBS butt, that's <laughs> what he said, Right. and go to work. But he also talked about this yesterday. I, I wish we could have just a normal human being as president. <laughs> that's what I want. I think if, 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 if we could, you know, there's that, that old saying of, like, we're better, we're better off being run by, um, uh, by people picked at random from the phone book than the faculty of Harvard. Yeah. I don't know who said right. that, but someone very wise. Um, and and I, I I would I would say if we could do that for the president, that that would you be think great. That would be so so he, here's right. a South, South African immigrant, right? Yeah. Uh, richest man in the world who now really understands federalism and our constitution and our government better than our own guys yeah. do, because that's exactly what the framers intended. That you were supposed to be a farmer, a rancher, a whatever, a, you know, shop owner, and you were supposed to go to D.C. for a little while, and they probably would have been okay had you just opened the phone book and closed your eyes and well, pointed. You, look, I, I'm sorry, but because I, I heard that last night, I was laughing my ass off. He's right. Statistically, he's probably right because if you just pull a name out of the phone book, you're going to get somebody who more than likely is not a politician. Yes. This is what we're talking about. The political class in yeah. this country right. are not normal human beings. No. They don't think normally. They they filter everything through their own self-interest. The idea of being president used to be your civic duty. Like if you think that this you you can solve a problem as president, you leave the farm and you go do it for four right. years and you go right back to the farm. Because the people who you know consider this a career and they go do it for their, Joe ah. Biden for their entire life, they don't like the country. 
<laughs> they do not like us, and they are at what. Think about what Joe Biden is. He's at war with us right now. He is. And another thing that Hayward said last half hour, which is correct, we both have said it. This is Obama. This is Obama yeah. doing all of this crap. Yeah. He caused all of this, and he's he's perpetuating. I got some Obama news a little bit later on as well. But look, bottom line is, we would be better off if they were just to randomly pick somebody in the phone book and say, "You be president for a while," because they would know what needs to be fixed instead of these jerks out of Yale and Harvard. Well, well, yeah, and and the political class, you know, these are. In individuals who are grotesquely self-obsessed and and it's their self-interest that trumps their that's why the framers never intended for there to be a political class no. they, they never had that in mind no and that's what we have i'm sorry but that's what we have allowed to come into being Absolutely. in our country that's how you get about a political class that they're not normal people. He's absolutely right. I know the manager down at the Circle K could run this country better. Absolutely. Than the the fossil they have, the fossilized weirdo they have sitting in there now. You know, <laughs> you you got a political class that doesn't care about the American people. That's the no. bottom line. They don't care. Well, they're actually antagonistic towards the American people. Sure they're, they they're, they're weaponized against the American people. I mean, how messed up is that? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, quick break. More wear and rhyme coming up for you. Listen over at. Uh, Alamo Water Softeners, alamowatersofteners.com. They'll take care of you and your family with the softest water and the easiest to maintain. It is no problem maintaining my Alamo Water Softener. I Really, it's not a problem. Uh, and it continues to provide us great service and has for many, many years. Um, now, here's what else they've expanded into, and they've got the greatest technology for this, and that's getting the harmful contaminants out of the water. Whether they are natural occurring, and you see them sometimes if you pour a glass of water from the tap and you hold it up to the light, stuff in there you don't want to see. Or sometimes it's stuff you cannot see with the naked eye, but they can find out what's in there. That's why I recommend you have them come out and do a water analysis for you. And during the month of May, if you trade up to one of their newer systems, they're going to give you $400 off. The water analysis and the recommendations are absolutely free. So get in touch with them today and book your appointment, alamowatersofteners.com. Partly sunny and 88 today, sunny and 89 tomorrow. Right now it's 64 KTSA. Good morning. We are working an accident on Loop 22 with Ware and Rima on KTSA. What up, man? Did you see this uh, study by the, uh, who are they, the uh, Bulimia Project? We talk about AI a lot. Mm -hmm. Bulimia Project, they're a bunch of people out of uh, New Jersey, and they uh, did an AI experiment, and they asked AI mm -hmm. based upon social media data. Mm -hmm. So based upon what people post across the spectrum of social media platforms. And uh, show us an image of the ideal body type mm -hmm. for a man and a woman. And AI did this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, according to artificial intelligence, uh, it, most, uh, let's see, they, for body types for men were muscular mm -hmm. and very trim, mm -hmm. olive skin, brown eyes, mm -hmm. dark hair, uh, brown hair, mm -hmm. uh, very muscular. And for women, uh, the ideal body, uh, according to what we do on social media, was petite, slim, uh, voluptuous, I mean, you know, shapely, with blonde hair and brown eyes. We're not talking San Antonians. <laughs> no, this is everybody. <laughs> yeah, but everybody. they didn't, that you're no. not describing a, AI you, is not saying that's a San Antonio person. Yeah, brown eyes, right, right. But this is across the board. Mm -hmm. In other words, AI is saying that what we ought to be striving for is this perfect body type. And we're telling it that that's what we want by what we post on social media. Yes, sir. Despite all the crap uh -huh. that people talk about as far as body shaming. Uh -huh. Got to have dumpy mannequins at Target because we don't want dumpy people to feel bad. Nope. Based upon what we plug into social media, this is what we think the ideal. Because it's really not AI. It's us. This is right. what we think the ideal body types are. So what do you think AI is going to do with that information someday? Will they eliminate those of us who have big butts, big boobs, and brown hair? <laughs> I got three, e's, three B's well, in there. Big butts, big did. boobs, and brown hair. Uh, that's some cool alliteration. Thank there. you. <laughs> but, I, you know, it, it's true. You know, it, what if AI at some point, because we had this guy uh, that there was testifying about the dangers. He sure before, was. In the Senate uh, he, about yeah. the dangers of AI. He works for Elon at, op at right. OpenAI. And that's he wants company, yeah. government to mm. work in partnership yes. with the private sector on yes. regulating AI, mm. which I think is probably a good idea. I'm not a big government guy, but, okay, that's, like, as Elon would say, there are regulations you could put in place that would make sense mm. that everybody could agree on. Right. Uh, because it's the genie out of the bottle. 
because it, it, I think the dangerous thing about AI is, is yeah, it's self-evolving, it's self-generating, but it also, in a sense, is a completely honest reflection of who we really are. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh, totally. That's what this 100%. told me. Yeah, yeah. And I got a couple of other things, that I, a couple of notes I made about AI this morning, some stories I was reading. Going back to the regulation thing, I was on that train. I think, I think I'm still on that train. But here's what I'm thinking now. I'm worried about who controls AI. Because yeah. right. if you put regulations in place, then that means somebody controls it and I don't know who that somebody, you know, like I, I well, don't want Joe Biden or Barack <laughs> Obama controlling AI for the rest of us. You know what I mean? Well, we live in an era where we have a track record of government, yeah. you know, again, weaponizing against the people, See, that's trying to control people. So the regulation idea is good. Yeah. Execution is a whole that's different it. situation. That's what worries me. Yeah. It's like, okay, so who's going to control this? I don't want uh, Biden, Obama, Bush, any of those guys controlling no. AI over our lives. And we're putting ourselves in that position. So I'm kind of going back and forth on that. So, But I looked at this up this morning. You're going to freak. AI-powered bots made up half of all traffic on the Internet last year, Ooh. mimicking human behavior, spreading spam and scams, and being used to rip people off because people can't tell the difference. So right. more, more than half of all the activity on the Internet – now right, think about right. that. How, how many billions of people are on the internet, right? And and active on the internet. The bots from AI made up half of the God. of the activity on the internet. And that's then, creepy, man. Computer scientists over at Microsoft are really freaked out this morning. They say that AI is now coming up with human type answers that nobody ever programmed into it. Like what you're talking about with the Self body evolving, thing, yeah. Mm. All of the right, right. I mean, that's yeah. And wow. and what they say is what's very chilling about this. It's demonstrating complex behavior, and when the scientists are chatting with AI, they can't tell that it's not human. More human than human. Yes. Uh, uh, They're from Blade freaks. Runner. Yeah. It, it, well, I imagine they are. And 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 the guy made a decent point, and he's right. And this is, I guess, something we need to remember. Because uh, he was talking about, is it a creature or is it, in other words, does it have sentience? Is it a, a being or is it, uh, like I say, a toaster oven? And he's saying we never must lose sight of the fact that no matter how human-like it acts, it is still a toaster oven. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it will take on all of the qualities of have, of being a being with sentience and having freedom of thought and all that stuff and and so yeah there there would it's conceivable it would come a point where you wouldn't be able to tell i couldn't tell now honestly i wonder we're out of time but i i wonder if at some point because it is so vast in its intelligence and its learning capability will it teach itself emotions sure you know what I'm saying? Or at least and, it'll it'll teach itself how to react in an emotional way. That's what I mean. That'll re- mimic so, right. emotions to the extent that you won't be able to tell it's not that, having those that's emotions. That's what I'm saying, right. is that at some point it's going to teach itself to to feel pain. It's going to teach itself to feel joy. It's going to teach uh. itself to be happy and sad and all of those things. And then you really have to worry about yeah. what it does when it gets mad at all of us. I was going to say, <laughs> one of the emotions that we human beings have... Is anger. <laughs> I'm really is pissed. Is rage and anger, <laughs> vengeance, yes. spite, yeah, all con- the seven deadlies. Yeah, you know, that it's all right me. there. Yeah. <laughs> Hal. I keep going back to Hal. He was the perfect expression of what we're talking about. Heinlein, yep. Yep. Okay, so Foundation Support Specialist. FoundationSupportSpecialist.com for you and your home, your largest investment. You must protect it at at all costs, and your friends over at FoundationSupportSpecialist.com will send out a team, uh, and they will take a look at your foundation. They'll do a complete analysis of your foundation to see what's going on. If you have problems that are developing or in their later stages, they will talk with you about a fix that could be as simple as you watering around the foundation, or it could be something more like they need to come in, jack it up, do some work underneath it, take care of your foundation. But whatever the work is, they guarantee it for the life of the structure. That's the beauty of FoundationSupportSpecialist.com. They understand it. They understand Texas Foundations. They understand pier and beam. They understand post-tension slabs. They understand steel slabs. And they know what to look for when you have uh, any kind of foundation failure. It's not going to cost you to have them do the analysis and the inspection. So why don't you have them come on out and do it? FoundationSupportSpecialists.com. Bank failures, the Federal Reserve. Hmm. All right, honey, go ahead and scream. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 735 at KTSA.
I want to share a couple of emails with you quickly. Sure. First of all, a text we just got here. Ask AI how it can be killed. Will it answer? Like, um, you know, can you just kill yourself <laughs> to AI? Right, right, Turn right. yourself off. Somebody else said, how does AI feel about blackouts? How would it fare during a blackout? And how does it feel about wind and solar power? That's a, that's that really is an interesting question, isn't it? I, because it has yeah. to have power. Right, right. With a, with a blackout, <sighs> it's done. Here's another really good one. This comes from Ralph. I wish all the governors would get going and all have the same thing and laws passed like Florida does. Mm. Wouldn't it be great if they all did the same laws? No job, no driver's licenses. Mm. If you're illegal, no job. The the state that gives DLs would do the same way show it's illegal. Blah, 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 blah. In other words, that truly is federalism. It's yeah. not supposed to be Washington controlling us. We're supposed to be controlling Washington. And if all the states came together and said, you know what? We're like DeSantis is doing. We're going to fight this border issue as states. Forget about the federal government. We don't need yeah. the federal government. We'll do it ourselves. Well, we we have tri- what I call trickle up power. I mean, you're, you're supposed <laughs> to the power is supposed to start locally and move upward and diminish the closer you get to the federal level. Yeah, we have the opposite. Right. We've allowed the the inversion to happen because you're right. The governors are fully within their rights and and responsibilities and purview as governors of states to say this is affecting us. We're going to get together and fight this issue and screw the federal government that's exactly right that's what the tenth amendment means the tenth amendment is very clear it's unambiguous you know there is no fighting over the tenth amendment the states are the ones who decide what's supposed to happen and we'll let the federal government have whatever power we want them to have well that's and really in that sense the governors are supposed to be more powerful than the press that's exactly right knew that Uh trump stated that on on a number of occasions during covid and other things like the governors know their states better than anybody else better than i I do. That's right. And so, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see an uprising, if you will, of these governors saying, well, we're going to take care of this. And look what happened. That now all these people that were all for the lockdowns and all for the mandatory vaccine and all that, they've all flipped and they're all going, yeah. we screwed up. For two <laughs> years we had kids locked down. We had Jew locked down. We were forcing these shots. They're now reemploying teachers and saying you get back pay. They're right. reemploying military members Good. and giving a back pay. Yeah, all the stuff that goes on. So Obama is definitely behind all this. Yeah. He's definitely the one that's sowing the seeds of division that we found here. And he's, you know, rearing his ugly head again. What a jackass. Oh, he's a total jackass, I, yeah. right? So he's he's uh, being interviewed, and he's talking about how you shouldn't have a gun. And he says you have the same. we should have the same laws here that Australia has. <laughs> so here's what Australia's parliament website says about gun ownership. Okay? And this is what Obama supports. Right. First, and in contrast to the position of the United States, there is no legal right to gun ownership. Owning and using a firearm is limited in Australia to people who have a genuine reason and self-protection does not constitute a genuine reason. Self-protection does not constitute a genuine reason to possess, own, or use a firearm. Obama said yesterday that should be the law of the land here, Right. that you don't have a, a, a reason to own a firearm, and self-protection is not a reason. It was the irony of (laughs) all ironies that the picture that accompanied the story had him walking down the sidewalk with his cool sunglasses on. You know, Joe Cool. (laughs) Joe Cool the jackass. And he's walking along, and, Sean, I counted ten, but there's probably more because there's probably some snipers on top of buildings. But I counted ten people around him who are wearing those suits and those sunglasses who you know are armed everywhere inside of those jackets. So you self-protection is not a reason for you to have it, but he should have self-protection. Well, it's because you're little people, okay? Right. You look at the moronic uh, multimillionaire pop stars that he loves and actors that he loves hanging around with. Uh, they also have rings of guys around them with guns. Every one of them. It, the right, to, the inherent right, the inalienable right. And I love that word, inalienable. It means this cannot be alien to you. This is of you is the right to protect yourself. There, there, there's no gray area. It, it really, it really the, you, you, nobody else has the right to tell me how I protect myself, with what tool I protect myself and my family with. It's an inalienable right. Now, if you want to model Australia, fine, but it's a nation of convicts. That's, the whole island started off as a as a prison facility for the yeah. great, for the Brits. So I, you know, the only thing they ever gave us was Mel Gibson, and he wasn't born there. You know, so I, I don't right. give a crap what the Australians are doing. I really don't. And this idea that we need to model other countries, 
What makes us distinct is that we have these ideas exactly in our founding right. documents. That's the whole point, is that these laws or these rights came to us from God, not from yeah. man, because if, if they came from man, then man can take them away. Exactly. And Barack Obama is trying to take them away, and, I, and he's trying to play God. Now, think about that. He, he he's thinks also, of himself as God. Yes, <laughs> and it goes back to what we were talking about in the last half hour about Elon's comments, we ought to just pick the president from the phone book, right? <laughs> because brilliant. we get this political class that says i'm more special than you are i'm more important and you know what he's got two lovely daughters who gallivant around the world and i do mean that they're on the jet set you know they're going around smoking reefer yes sir (laughs) and they are followed by armies of men with guns wherever they go and he has the gall to tell me that my daughter, my granddaughters don't deserve the same protection that his do. I'm glad his are protected, and I'm glad right. he's protected. But I say every time one of these jerks says this, I always say, "You go first, big boy. <laughs> you you call them dogs off your daughters." I agree. I agree. I my my least favorite human attribute is arrogance, and and he's. There I you mean, go. you look at remember when they he had the big birthday party on on Mathis Vineyard. Or, or wherever the hell he lives, long I don't even remember. Yeah. And and uh, all these people are invited, and they're all there. It's the middle of COVID. Nobody's wearing a mask. Nobody's socially distancing. And right. they were asked about that. And remember, remember the response. Well, these are sophisticated people uh, who have already had the vaccine or, or done whatever they 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 don't have what you little people are passing around. There, the word was sophisticated. Sophisticated. People. Remember that's that? Right. Yes. That's oh, yeah. who they are. That's who I I can't. And I'm not joking. I'm being not a joke, pal. Not a joke. I cannot stomach to watch or listen to Barack Obama speak at this point. I just can't. Again, I got to read the transcript. Well, I, I'm with you, and, yeah. and and the problem is though, we all know he's running the show. Yeah, we all know that he's yeah. pulling the strings yeah. on this administration, and he's been doing it now since this administration got into power. And and the corruption that you see going on, the violence that you see going on, the division that's going on. That was the other thing that he said. He said, you know, the big problem that we have in America right now is the division of all the media. We should go back to the days when I was young, and we only had three networks, <laughs> and so. You had to accept what those three networks told right, you. We have, right. We have too much information out there now. It's dividing us as a nation, he said. Yeah, well, those three guys were also full of crap. You got it. And they were we all did, you and I didn't know. You, when you and I grew up in that world. That's right. And, yeah, it was sacrosanct. You know, that these were the people that were giving you the news. And you find out later in life, especially like uh, about like the Vietnam War. Oh, absolutely. And the way that was portrayed by the three giants. You know, they were absolutely biased and full of crap. But they were the gatekeepers. We didn't have any other options right. beyond your local city paper. And they were populated by the same people. You never knew what these guys were doing, particularly in the deep state. You would right. have never found out the Durham Report stuff. Back when we only had three networks. But that's why a guy like Obama harkens back to that's the right. good old days that's right. when you didn't have to, you know, you could lie to people with abandon and nobody knew. Look, here's the deal. Throughout history, dictators have always, whether it's Hitler, Mussolini, or any of them, they all had to control the flow of information. Yep. They all had to. Wow. I put him in the category of a dictator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two things he had to control. Information and the guns. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Those two, two things, things that he covered yesterday. Exactly. Hess Fitness Products is here for you, and getting the right machine for you is what it's all about. Now, I've been involved with Hess Fitness Products now for over a decade, probably 15 years at, the, at this point. But anyway, I've been buying my gear from Hess Fitness Products and representing them on the radio, and I think that they're just tremendous people. Albert Kessler, is a, he's the owner. He's a wonderful guy, and he surrounds himself with guys who know workout equipment. So if you go to the big box stores, I'm not slamming them because there's a time I'll go in there for tennis shoes or something, right, the big box stores. But that's my point is that in one minute some guy's going to be selling tennis shoes and sweatshirts, and the next minute he's going to be trying to sell you a piece of exercise equipment that he knows nothing about, right? No slam against him. It's just the way it is. Well, it has fitness products. They only do fitness gear, right? They only do workout equipment, and these guys are experts, and they're experts at asking the right questions of you as to what your capabilities are. I was just telling Sean a minute ago, you know, my hip is flaring up on me and so there's certain exercises i can't do but certain exercises i need to do and hess fitness products and their experts can direct me in that way that's why i've been going there for so long weight loss cardiovascular with ellipticals and treadmills and weight machines whatever you're looking for hess will have it for you look better feel better and do more they're right there at 281 and thousand oaks hess fitness equipment green carpet and it's 750 
This is the time we take away from all the seriousness of the world for some very for some more serious stuff. Ow. I just tried to do a David Lee Roth yeah, pick, and it, it didn't really gonna, work. work. I think I pulled something. Yeah. Uh, Can you do the splits like he did? <laughs> yeah, baby. I could maybe do it once. Yeah. I just wouldn't be able to get back up or ever walk be again. back in the hospital yeah. for six months. I would be. Uh-huh. It's International Day Against Homophobia. Okay. Perfect day for that. You know, I love gay people. It's the trannies I can't stand. Okay. Uh, let's see. National Pack Rat Day. All Are right. you a pack rat? <laughs> Do you save stuff? I try not to be. I try not, not to be, but, but, I, but I got but are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I, used to be really Spartan. I'm clean uh, about it. Well, that's good. You don't, like, <laughs> don't collect crap or, or garbage. You know what I mean? You're going to find room stuff full of crap, you know? Well, yeah, I, I don't do that. I, I used to be real Spartan, and I hated having a lot of stuff, and, yeah. and, and especially when I, when I after the first marriage broke up. I, 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 I only ever owned enough that I could put in my car. You know, now, right. but, but the, but now yeah. though, since I have a mortgage and I'm like not going anywhere, I'm laying down some roots. Yeah. I don't give a crap if the stuff piles up. Well, <laughs> I don't have it piled up in the house, but I, I you know, I have shelves and I've got right, stuff on my right. shelves, you know, and and uh, I, I got a lot of st- mementos from my life. Right. Everything from when Hot Wheels did my race car. Right. You know, I've got those those race those Hot Wheel things you buy at Walmart. Mm-hmm. They've got them of me, and I bought that or I have that in in my house to stuff of my kids that I can't sure. let go of. Sure. You know. I still have some blue jeans that Justin had. And it's like, right. this is so stupid for me to hang on to this. But it's sentimental stuff that I've got. Right, and right. pictures, pictures out the wazoo, I think man. pictures are the coolest thing. Yeah, we everywhere. don't really have hard copies of pictures anymore. Everything's digital. And That's I, right. We make it a point to print up pictures. My wife does and frame there them. Are, over there. Hang them on the wall. Oh, yeah. There was morphine involved in right. the, and di- that one the over there. size of that picture. Uh-huh. But, I mean, you know, I love having – my mom always had pictures on the wall, family sure. pictures, friends. Dad was the if same you, way. Come to my house. There's every wall's covered with pictures, and we've got all the dads. That's so, great. <laughs> yeah, a thousand of them. Right. <laughs> oh god. Uh, but that's your life, right? Yeah. That's the history the stuff of your life. Of your life. It's not important. I don't think you should obsess on your stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Because really, at the end of the day, a memento is there to remind you of a memory. Mm-hmm. It's not the thing. It's the memory that's yeah. the important part. But I don't care. My my wife is preparing for Armageddon, so we we got if she if cans of tomato sauce go on sale, we got ninety of them. Yeah, so right. I, I got stuff everywhere. Sure, I, I got ten cats. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's National Walnut Day. Yes, huh? It's exciting. <laughs> okay. Let's celebrate walnuts today. I'll go home and tell my squirrels in the backyard. I can't eat nuts, but even no. when I could eat nuts, I didn't eat a lot of nuts. Yeah. wasn't a walnut fan. I, I love nuts, and walnuts are really good for you. So, they are. Yeah, they are good for you. And they make good trees. Yeah. Uh, and finally, it's World Hypertension Day. It's what? World Hypertension Day. What are you talking about? Oh, it's World Hypertension Day. God, so is, uh, is 180 over 124 high? I'm just, <laughs> just curious. Smidge. Just yes. asking for a friend. I, I have hypertension. I've had it for a long time. It's part of my heart are, issue. Do you care to talk about that? You've mentioned it on the air before, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's you're 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 taking care of it. It's oh, yeah, under I'm, control. I'm on blood pressure. Well, meds. okay, that's what well, I was, I'm on. Blood pressure. That's what I'm on. You're medicated. I'm on blood pressure meds. I'm on heart damage meds. One of my I'm on hypertension meds mm-hmm. uh, because I've had that for a long time. Now, Are you on I'm, other any other meds by any chance? I'm on all kinds of meds. I can take twenty a day. <laughs> Any of them from down here on the corner? Or no, <laughs> no. The the meds in that regard that I'm on are legal. Okay, I, I love my Delta Nine gummies. I'll be absolutely honest with you. Well, that's they a th- get me through the day, but I don't smoke pot. I don't do any. I don't drink. I don't De- do any of that. Delta Nine is pretty interesting. I had a guy tell me one time that's the same as eating THC. It, it doesn't get me. you. I, mean, I haven't it does, used it. Because I, I, I use it as a mood enhancer. i got a guy that sells. It's legal, but yeah. folks, by the way. We're, That's right. These are legal CBD products. Right. And uh, it doesn't get you high. It ain't nothing oh, like really? that. Oh, no. really? It's not like smoking a joint? No. No. It, it For me, it just kind of relaxed. <laughs> it takes me down a notch. That's it. Yeah. But it doesn't get you stoned. No. You, okay. you need the real dealio for that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, well, so Colorado's hyper- coming. But, huh? Colorado's in your future. Oh, there might be a couple of gummies along the way in Colorado <laughs> that might be a little bit more. Colorado's know, on the way. <laughs> when you drive, the thing about Colorado, and this is so weird. When you drive, and I've told you this story, when you drive away from the airport, yeah, from DIA, right, you smell marijuana because that road going up into the hill country towards uh, Red Rocks and all that, lined with sure. dispensaries. You know, I, I went to Vegas Saturday. It was yeah. just a day trip in and out. You did. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you smell it? 
everywhere. Right. I mean, like walking through the the hotel uh, in the you know the lobby of the hotel. You right. smell it, man. You smell it on the street. You smell it in the restaurant. Yeah. Where where you turn a corner, and go, boo! <laughs> it's a Willie Nelson concert. It's a Fourth of July picnic over here. You're it's, looking for Willie. I mean, at some point, it's going to go legal. I mean, uh, you know, it's going to happen, and uh, you know, I, I I don't think I think society will survive. I think the the biggest problem with legalizing weed. Is and we we saw this in Denver. Is that sorry? It's just sort of a fact that when you legalize weed, uh, the city starts seeing other problems sure. with homelessness and crime, petty crime, and yeah. drug use in the open air. Right. It you can't really dance away from that reality. Well, it's what happens. You. I, you know. You know. I, I yes, I absolutely agree. And I, I I've been reading all this stuff about young and youth psychosis that is now cropping up everywhere. Mm. That we're seeing it since. Since many of the states have gone to recreational, you're seeing a lot of youth now because they're vaping and they're smoking and they're doing this and everything yeah. else, doing the gummies, and the youth now are starting to have problems with psychosis. You know, and 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 this is what states like Texas are trying to use to evaluate whether or not we're going to go down that road, whether or not we're going to flip it. Well, the, the problem is that when young, when you smoke weed and your brain is still developing, you're going to screw up your brain. You really are. I tell that people. I mean, I, That's if, 100%. I, and I'm honest. If it was legal tomorrow in Texas, I'd be smoking it. Yeah. But I'm a 56-year-old guy. I right. mean, if you're 16, 15, 17, and you're smoking a lot of weed – it is going to affect your brain no because doubt. your brain is still growing. See, that's and it, we we don't have time to get back into the whole trans debate, but that's the trans debate, isn't it? That somebody who's seven doesn't <laughs> doesn't have the brain capacity to decide well, to cut the penis off. Cra- <laughs> right, the right. trannies are full of crap. So yeah. your brain doesn't develop until <laughs> till you're around twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. it's still so, growing. Yeah. So, all right, uh, quick break. More wearing Rima. We're, we're going to come back on the other side, right? We'll come back in a minute. Sure. All right, KTSA. <laughs> As we grow older, the most important thing to consider... Oh, sunshine, come on. After all that rain yesterday, I'm ready. Sunshine, it yes. burns my flesh. <laughs> you don't like the sunshine? I do not like the sunshine. It's not good. <laughs> I want to suck your blood. <laughs> blah, blah. Yeah. So anyway, we're two grown adults uh, talking that way. <laughs> talking How like stupid is that? vampire well, muppet from here's Sesame what it is. Street. The news has been so rough, ah, we gotta, we got to blow off. we got to have, you know, every once in a while we got to yes. do that. I concur. So, Anheuser-Busch, <laughs> the makers of Bud Light, yes. think that you're so shallow, they have come up with a way to uh, win you back after the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing, and mm. uh, they lost most of their business. And I happen to believe that Budweiser, Bud Light is crash brand. I think they're done. They just need to change the look. They need to change the yeah. name and forget about the name Bud Light. It ain't coming back. Well, you're not going to get it back by just rednecking it up. You know, it's not so this is what we're you. doing. They had a meeting on how to win back the people, and they're going to put out cans and bottles. They're the bottles, the aluminum bottles, in camo. Because you know, <laughs> I saw them redneck hunting boys I down just, in Texas. They won't know the difference, and they you know, you put something in camo, they'll buy they'll it. They'll drink it because they them it's rednecks in, love camouflage. Right. It's in camo, so that's the thing. Hey, honey, just give me some of that camo beer when you go over there and in into the, in the, in the HEB. Give me some camo beer. Well, see, th- this is where the left really I- I- engage in the very stereotyping. In general, that they claim, you know, is the purview of folks like you and me. Yeah. All right. It's it's a cheap and silly and stereotypical idea that if you want to appeal to dudes, oh, put it in camouflage. Yeah. You, know? you know. Wow. The NASCAR crowd, they're going to get off on that. It's, it's camo. It. You know what? We to save the brand, we might bring back the rebel flag. <laughs> put the rebel flag on it. Don't put it past them. <laughs> Those guys will start buying it they again. They hate it, but don't put them past putting, uh, you know, the Confederate flag on a can of beer if they think it'll sell. Now, if you guys you guys at Anheuser-Busch, if you do that, I want the royalties off of that deal. <laughs> I just came up with that. Put a rebel flag on it. Well, here's the deal. When you look at how trannies act, like a dude living as a woman, when a dude is living as a woman, he lives, eats, poops, and breathes what a stereotypical idea of a woman is with heavy makeup and uh. the big boobs and the crying and all. They, they, they just really live a character of women. They think of men the same way. We were talking about the Holly's uh, piece, which I thought was brilliant, uh, on, on men you know, and, and the whole idea of masculinity in America. 
you know, and, and but you, they, they, that's how they, they think. Mm-hmm. They think in terms of, well, all dudes wear camouflage baseball hats. Yeah. All dudes have guns and they want to shoot you. Right. All toxic males drive big trucks and want to fight. You know, mm-hmm. they, they just sort of glom on to that, pay, that, those stereotypical ideas of people, which yeah. are just totally not true. Yeah. I mean, they're true of some well, people. Well, all but... of us down in Texas, we got beer cans in the back of the truck. Just you know, We throw them out there and put them in a, in, a, in a truck bed. And we all have bull nads hanging from right. our from our uh, hitch on the back. Bull nads. Bull nads. <laughs> don't say that. I'm going to Colorado. It's probably going to be the buffet. Did, did, you know? did, I, did I just say bull nads? You said bull nads again. I did. Okay. I, but well, you know I, promise, I, mean? I promise to never say bull nads again. <laughs> now, let's. I, I do want to bring up the, the Holly thing because I talked about that earlier this right. morning. And this piece that I read as to why the trans community is doing what they're doing and it's an amazing piece i'm going to try to put it up on my facebook page it's a white paper written by the guy who came up with the whole concept and is pushing the right concept. anyway don't have time to get into that right now but years ago when i would go talk to men's groups steak night yes churches have men's group and they get <laughs> together on saturday morning for breakfast they have right. steak night on monday night I would go speak about how men have been retyped in America as this emasculated. You know, you and I have talked sure. about it. Sure, yeah. And, well, it's uh, all around you. It's a, a numbling, bumbling, stupid fool, and every commercial is the is the male, particularly the white male. And, you know, wherever you go, that's what, you know, you've been so emasculated. And, uh, in fact, uh, one time I, I, I gave that uh, speech to a church, and they had me come and get on their podcast so they could play, play it on the Christian sure, radio right. across the country. It's happened a couple of times. Well, when I read the Hawley piece, it was like, man, we are aligned because that's exactly what I talk about, how men in America have to rediscover their maleness and stand up and go to work and do what they need to do to pull this out of the the mess. One of the best things I ever did, it was was about 15 years ago now, is I I participated in a seminar or an overnight, a weekend thing for what's called the Mankind Project. Yes, sir. Which uh, is, is based, they really work to keep it, Secular to a certain extent, but a lot of it's based on Native American lore and, and Native American philosophy about manliness, what mm-hmm. it means to be a man. Right. And I read the Hawley piece, and I was kind of thinking about that, uh, but I hadn't thought about it for years. And that you, I was asking myself, what makes a good man? Mm-hmm. What does it really mean? Mm-hmm. And I came up with three things, and and you could plug all three of these things into what Hawley is is suggesting: honesty, fidelity, and sacrifice. A man, a real man, is honest with his words, whether he's talking to his mate, his wife, or he's talking to a business person, or he's, you know, you say it all the time, a man's word is all he has. Your dad used to Mm -hmm. say that. That's true. Honesty. A man is devoted to honesty even when it hurts, Mm -hmm. even when it's painful to utter that honesty. Mm -hmm. Fidelity. Loyalty. Mm -hmm. If you're married, you're loyal to your wife. Mm -hmm. You are your wife's number one ally. You don't treat her like garbage. You You treat her like... Your ally, like somebody who you are there to protect and to provide for and to support your kids, society. You are loyal to your country. Uh, if you uh, and I'm a lot of people don't like this idea, but if you these days, but if if I'm in a if if somebody is paying you money to do something, a company, you're loyal to that to that company. You're mm-hmm. loyal to the person who signs your paycheck. There's an idea of loyalty, mm-hmm. and finally sacrifice, because a man, a real man will sacrifice what he has to sacrifice, even his own life, if that's what the situation sure. requires. All those things are great. In other words, I'm not going to do just what makes me happy yeah. in my family. Well, I'm, now I'm feeling convicted. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean? Now I'm feeling convicted. Oh, I, I you know that. Well, that, but you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, no, but this is all true of me, too. Yeah. I mean, this is, these are the ideas. For me, it's like, well, it's really, what makes a man is how he treats people. Right. It's not what he thinks of himself. <laughs> it's not what kind of truck he oh, drives. It's not, right. it's not. All this other sort of crap that the left focus on, because that's what they focus on, is all the surface level, right. big tough guy. So that's know. why we are seeing what we're seeing with the trans crap in the school. Right. If you, yeah, when you it's read this the exact paper, opposite of right. that. When you read this paper, and it's it's lengthy. It took me an hour right. this morning to go through it all. It's a it's a guy. It's a professor out of uh, the Arizona. In fact, there's two, two of them, but Arizona State University. They wrote this research paper as to why they started this. They were at sure. the ground yeah. level of all this trans crap that's going on in the schools, and they have, they're have they very intentional. This is not by accident. Right. They have, and it's all to attack the normative gender thoughts. It began with them because 
the gay community and the trans community, the they call them queer bars. <laughs> That's what they call them. Right, right. Are closing down in queer communities, their words again, because they're gentrifying. So they got to go out because they can't reproduce. They got to go out and create new 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 right, income right right so that's what they're doing this that's how it began and then what they started to do was position teachers in schools that are drag queens right. and they're also trans in order to bring this into the schools to challenge what he calls the normative gender thought in right. america to attack for for two re- major reasons two major reasons one is we have to go and indoctrinate new kids into the lifestyle. Number one, we have to gr- we call it grooming, and they're admitting to this. And number two, they're trying to bust up the nuclear family, and and keep it where they cannot recreate the idea of capitalism. They say it right there sure. in, in their research paper. Their their reason for doing this, and so the the the, the kid, the boy, who is right. taught to be a boy, and then taught to transition into manhood where he puts on the white shirt and the tie and he goes to work, which is good for America. It helps create the economy. It's all those things that you talked about just there, right? They want to destroy all of that because they want the root of what they're trying to get at is capitalism. Well, and yeah, and it. I agree with that because the reason you want to get rid of capitalism is you want total and absolute control. And capitalism affords people their own fate to a certain extent. Right. And you also, and I do believe that they really want to destroy the idea of men because men who are men like what you and I describe. Mm-hmm are your greatest threat to a certain extent if you want to take everything over. Well, you course. need to feminize men That's her point. so they won't, won't put up any opposition. Capitalism is always going to be an opponent to fascism. Yeah. Capitalism is always going to be the direct opposite of, of fascism and state-run life it, it, because it's a threat because people uh, are masters of their own fate in a, in a capitalist society. That's what we're supposed to You be. may fail, but you may succeed, and right. you reap the benefits of your success Li- and of your failure. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Exactly. Um, Harris Kornstein is his name. And, again, he's a professor at the University of, of, uh, of Arizona. He is a, uh, he, he's a drag queen himself. Little Miss Hot Mess is what he calls himself. <laughs> And uh, he was the one. Do they have to be so silly about it? Right. He he and his copadre here were the ones who began the Drag Queen Story Hour. Right. And he wrote the book, The Hips on the Drag Queen Go Swish Swish Swish. That's <laughs> that's in popular schools, right? And I'll tell you how I'll tell you how I got to this reading this paper. It's very interesting. Uh, about two months or so ago, I came across a video of this kid. I want to say he's like ten. Let's just right. say he's ten. He's right. not. He's not over ten. And he was he's a drag queen mm-hmm. at 10 years 10 old. 10 years of That's great. And Excellent. And he's brought out in front of all these adults. It looks like a strip club. There's a stage and all these people around cheering and throwing money at him. And he's dancing around and flopping around and all that kind of stuff. I showed it to Elaine. I sent it to Nancy and some of my friends. So look at this. Well, yesterday the video came up again, except this time he was on Good Morning America, which is owned by Disney. Right. And Good Morning America with Michael Strahan and his co-host, whoever she is, they had this little kid on. He's like 10 years old. I'm like, you're great. We so that's admire it. you. That's exactly the reason they had so him on. wonderful. That's right. You're so great for being true to who you are. Ow. You're being true to yourself now, yeah. and we want to applaud you for being true to yourself. So I started looking up all this nonsense, uh, and that's where it led me. Yeah. And these guys, this is not just happening by happenstance. The stuff that's happening in the schools that DeSantis outlawed is absolutely planned oh, sure. in order to get between you and your child. That's well, what it's yeah, for. I mean, you're you're really if you stack it all up, it is just getting rid of all opposition. I mean, right. it, it's really strange because uh, you see uh, with, with the trans thing a really a, a concerted effort to destroy men, to destroy the idea of men and feminize them, while simultaneously they're attacking women and destroying women and and peeing on their rights uh, all across the board. So they're really just destroying everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really just making everybody docile one way or the other. Uh, and I, I, th- I think that's at play. Because seriously, if you're feminizing men, it's because you're worried about men mm-hmm. being men. Right. Uh, if you're trying to discount and diminish women, it's because women who think independently yep. 
and who may say, well, I want to stay home and raise my kids, and I want to make, 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 meet, meet a man who will go out and, and do this stuff. And you got to shut those chicks up immediately. And one of the ways you do it is through the athletics and through the tranny trip and, you know, all that weird crap. Who, who said it last week? Because I repeated it on the air. It was somebody who said, we, we applaud men who dress like oh, women, yes, yes. who stay home. We think that's great. Mm-hmm. And we think that women who dress like men who go to the office place, we think that's great. But if you're an actual man who wants to go to the office place, or if you're an actual woman and you want to stay home, well, then that's the worst thing in the world. We can't stand you. You've got to go. She's right. It's yeah. a, it was Evangeline Lilly or, or somebody, it was something like Evangeline that. Evangeline Lilly. Yeah, that's it, who it was. Evangeline Lilly. That's exact. She's exactly right. That's it. That's right. That sussed, that sussed the whole thing up precisely. Yeah. We'll take a quick break. More wearing rhyme and coming up. Safe showers for you and for your family in a safe shower. Well, obviously, the name says it all. You're going to be safe. It's a low step-up injury, a, a non-slip floor, and all those kind of things. Then if you want to add grab bars and you want shelving and all that kind of stuff, lights and nice, really cool uh, fixtures to sprinkle the water on you or shoot it at you, whatever feels good, your friends over at Safe Showers can build that shower for you. Chris and Joan Edelin are some of the nicest people I've ever met. They truly are heart of gold people. In fact, every year they, they do this for a, for a veteran, uh, build out a shower for, for a veteran, just wonderful. Um, and, and the way they do this now is they come to you, they design that shower and then they come back and they take out what you have now all the way to studs and bring your safe shower and install it. It takes them about two days or less to, to get all this done. Mention Treyware, and they're going to take $1,000 off, plus they have special financing available as well. That'll save you a ton of money. That's safe showers at 210-655-1111. Partly sunny, 88 today, sunny at 89 tomorrow. Right now it's 66 KTSA. Good morning. Still working that trouble. <laughs> There's so many things I can say to that, and I'm just not gonna. I need the gig. So, uh, sure, Dre, I'll, yeah, how about a quickie? <laughs> Let's see. Somebody just texted me, said Bud Light is, all, is already camo because people are acting like they don't see it on the shelf. <laughs> Good one. That is true. Wow. Elon Musk again. Yes. All right. So, he gave an interview, I think it was CNBC something yesterday. He says he calls remote work. GDBS, but he said the words, right? And he said, you know what? It is a moral issue. If you're sitting your keister at home, sitting your butt at home, and you don't want to come in, but yet you're making the guy who makes your food and brings it to your door in DoorDash. You know, right, right. Well, the guys, they were in the Tesla factory when they were doing the interview. Well, the guys that are building these cars right now, they had to come in to work. And you expect them to go to work, but you, you're not coming in to work. That's just morally wrong. But secondly, and most importantly, we are more productive and more creative when we're in the workplace with other people, interacting with other people. Right. We do a better job for our companies and for society and the economy as a whole. And his whole point is, and he said it's nuanced. You know, there are some exceptions. He, you know, he mentioned some exceptions. It's a very nuanced thing. But he said, look, here's the deal. If, if you don't have to be home, get your butt into work and get around other people. It was a good point. I thought it was a really good point. I heard what he said. I mean, I, I – Oh, did I, you hear it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. And I, I – you know, I, I – because it was the same interview that we, we, we talked about yeah. earlier. You know, I, I get I, – I personally like going to work. Okay, now I we're in an industry where you don't have to do that anymore. No, you don't. You you, you like I mean we we stay, you know, you can work I worked from home for a while. We COVID, we did it. Um I I get I I think he's right in the sense that a business most b- kinds of businesses will do better when people are there on site rather than when they're home. There certainly are all kinds of industry these days though where yeah, you can do it at home and it's just fine. The moral equivalency thing though, he loses me there. And Maybe. I'll, well, let me I'll and that's possible. Well, well, let me explain why. Yeah. Uh, the guy who has to drive the Wonder Bread truck to deliver the bread to the supermarket so that I can go and make a sandwich, buy bread, make a sandwich uh, at home. If I work at home, it ain't got nothing to do with that guy. That I'm not doing I'm not making a moral tr- because the implication is well, whether I want to or not, I'm only being morally good if I get up and physically work outside of my home, which is stupid. That 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 there's no moral equivalency there yeah. to what a a guy who's yeah. driving a, a bread truck is also making a choice, right. and I'm making a choice. Right. 
it, it has they have nothing to do with each other in in a, on a moral level. Well, well, right on a moral level. Yeah. But the guy who's driving the bread truck doesn't have a choice. That was his. That's what he's saying. He, he he's not yeah, choosing. So what? That's the industry he's, he's not in. Cho- well, that's right. But yeah. he's not. He doesn't choose to go do that. He has to go do well, it. At some point, and he so, had to say yes. I'll drive your your food truck. Right, so right, exactly. He made a choice. Sure. Um, but I can tell you this: being in an industry that thrives on creativity, right? I can tell you this place was not as creative during COVID when nobody was here as it has been in the past when you've got a bunch of people here and you're interacting in the hallway and conversations come up in the hallway or sitting around back there at the coffee pot or whatever. And some of that stuff, in fact, a lot of it made it on the air. You know, it would be a really cool thing. We, we, would, uh, we, we would hang out in the production studio and a bunch of us would be just, you know, shooting a crap oh, back there yeah. for no reason. I'm talking about the creative sure. part of it. And we'd decide, let's sing a jingle for so-and-so client. And we'd just strike up the music and start right, singing right. a jingle for such-and-such client. That, that kind of thing, I think that's what he was trying to get at. Oh, sure. Is that businesses do better when you've got that kind of human oh, interaction. Agree. And if businesses do better, the whole economy does. I, I agree. He just lost me with the moral thing. No, I got you. I got <laughs> you. I, 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 I agree didn't with get it. it all. Yeah. Um, there, was a, there was a disconnect there. Sure. I, for me, okay, I look at it from a personal level, because, right? you know, especially in our industry, I think it, it really is becoming a choice where if you want to work totally. at a station or stay oh, at we'll home, be home one day. You know, you, it's fine. Yeah. I personally, and you know, I've said it on the air a thousand times, I'm a studio rat. Yeah. I, I've spent my career right. in radio studios where you can see everybody, and I, I prefer that. And also, I like the separation of work and home. Mm. I, I don't like them yep. being the same thing. Right. I like work being something I go and do. That's just me personally. But you and I both could do this show remotely and it, with, it, you know, with the proper equipment tweaked. That, nobody would that know. That is my plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's what you want to do. Eventually, yeah. I'm going to be. Sure. Nancy and I are going to start traveling. Yeah. And you're not going to see me around here sometimes. Right. That's my. That's no, my I, and I think you know, it's great. My exit strategy is about a 15-year right. plan. And uh, it's, it includes starting to work more remotely from the road with my wife. Because, you know sure. what, I've been doing this since I was six years old. I need to start spending some personal time and some time with her. That's the idea. Well, great. You know what I'm saying? Idea. Yeah, no, yeah. it really, really is. And, you know, and, it's, and we're it's... fortunate that we're able to do that in, in this industry. Right. I think the entire industry is going to be there. Well, you know, yeah, satellite I mean... radio, most of those guys are at home. Most of the guys podcasters. I mean, my yeah, wife's got the equipment. I could start podcasting tomorrow if I want right. to. Well, Don's got a studio in bedroom, at his house. In my bedroom, we've already got the equipment. And Don has a studio at his He's house. He's got a studio. You got basically a studio set up in I your do. home. I do. Uh, you know, so I, I, I think it really kind of depends on what industry you're talking. Which he allowed for. Last he did night, when he said you know? it's nuanced. Yeah. And I think, yeah. it, I think a work, especially you're right. A creative endeavor is always going to do better when people are looking at Seriously. each other. Seriously, I, I absolutely and agree with that. And there's another, there's another thing too. And when I talk to people in our industry, right, I'm asked to to kind of coach them, right? Sure. And one thing I tell them about AI coming into our industry is the one thing that AI cannot do. Is get in a car and go see a client face to face, which is right, something I right. do almost every day of the week. Right, right. right. And so that it cannot do that, no. and, and that's really important. That that human interaction on that level with your clients and the people right. that you're working for, because Alpha signs my paycheck, but I really work for these clients. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, so they're all. Yeah. I, I, I got to go see them. Right. You right. know, and that's part of it. that human interaction is is kind of what he was talking about. But it, he did leave the nuance part in there. I think you're right about the moral equivalency. Yeah, it's not a moral thing. I, yeah. I'm not doing something to a guy driving a truck because I don't. You I know, stay I, home, I think you know? he kind of realized that after he went down that yeah, road, he started yeah. to back that up a little bit, and right. that's when he started to say, "Well, a little bit more. Di-, you know, it's, it's, it's a little more nuanced than that." Well, yeah, it's, an yeah. airline pilot can't work from home. You know, he's got. Well, but it's not. I'm not morally uh, damaging or doing something against a guy flying an airplane because I may do my show from home. You know, AI is going to fly the planes too. Well, AI is going to do our gig at some point <laughs> That's too. Right. I mean, I and operate. On I fully expect to be calling bingo numbers at some point. <laughs> well, I'll be saying welcome to Walmart. Hey, right over here, ladies and gentlemen. Here's your blue basket. Anyway, I want to tell you about Lifestyles Unlimited and financial freedom. Uh, that's what we're talking about, right? Financial freedom and getting on the road to success and financial freedom, and they'll help you with Lifestyles Unlimited. You don't have to worry about AI with that, right? Because you can have a, a lucrative life uh, in, in real estate. And people are always going to have to have a place to live. So it's wonderful. I have friends that came out of this business and were extremely successful in this business and turned around and got up with uh, Lifestyles Unlimited and FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. They're retired now. Now, a couple of them are getting back into the real estate game. But they retired from everything because they made a, a good living 
doing real estate. And you can do the exact same thing. It starts with logging onto their website, finding out more about financialfreedomlivestream.com, using my name where as your promo code, and really begin to get your financial house in order. You can retire in five years or less, and they'll show you how. Financialfreedomlivestream.com, promo code where, W-A-R-E. Hi, this is Bob Webster from my... Uh-oh. I feel this one. Chair dance. Mm. Uh, come on, Elvis. The king of rock and roll. A little less conversation. A little less conversation, a little more action. What are you trying to say, James? Yeah. All this aggravation is satisfaction. He wants some more action. That's what he wants. He wants to shut up. And, you know, he just wants more action. <laughs> right, okay. So, for, for a guy who knows all about Watamama, which he laid it on us this morning, the whole town went crazy over Watamama. I guess Wap- there was a, lot of hon- was a lot of honking. Wap- and, uh, Alamo Heights or something. We- Wedgie Jama? Wedgie Jama. Webanyama. Yeah, that's it. Webanyama. Webanyama. Yeah. Ramalama Ding Dong. Right. We're going to call him Webanyanez. We're going to Mexicanize yeah, we his are. name. Yes, he's, he's going to be I, a like, French Mexican. You called him Wedawama, didn't you? Or I something? called him French Waterburger. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say his name. <laughs> Two years ago, I learned about this kid. He was... 17 turning 18, and I was like, I can't say that. I'll just call him French water. He was 6'8 when he came out of the womb. Like his, Don't you, his there's probably like different weather, weather patterns going on around <laughs> the t- crown of his head than there is around his neck. Have his you ankles. seen this picture of him where his hands are down around <laughs> yeah. his knees? That's how long his arms are. He's holding two basketballs, his hands around his knees. But you know what? Yeah, I can say this too. Pop still sucks. So. <laughs> We may got a great player, but I, Pop still sucks. So there you go. I said it in the first hour. I don't yeah. give a. I couldn't care less about basketball or the Spurs at this point. I'm so done. I enjoyed it when the big sure. guys were playing, sure. and Pop was still somewhat reasonable. Yeah. And uh, now I couldn't care. Well, I, look, less. I just don't care. What's happening right now is people are printing up uh, bumper stickers that say "Welcome Wetayama." Is it Wetayama? Wetayama. Wetayama. Umahama. Webanyama. Yeah, welcome Webanyama. Pop still sucks. That's the that's the bumper <laughs> sticker. Somebody print that for me and bring no, it to that's me. That's honest. Okay? Welcome, Webayama. Pop still that. sucks. There I respect that level of honesty. Ferrari. You, what? Ferrari. 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 Uh, is saying no to electronic vehicles. Cool. Good, good on them. Next time I buy a Ferrari, I'll take that in, into consideration. Well, but here's here's what's interesting about it. They say they're going to stick with the internal combustion engine. Cool. Right? Yeah. And they say it's arrogant to dictate to consumers what they can buy. Yes, so it is. Here's the land of Mussolini, who knows more about freedom than the United States. Well, they've lost it a couple of times. So right. They sort of have a perspective right. on it. Right. And here we are dictating to people what they have to buy, which is an electronic vehicle, which we all know it's all a scam. You're not saving the planet. If you want to buy nope. one, fine. But it's a, it's a money-making scam for yes. these guys that are selling it. There's only, according to scientists, there's only about 10 years of cobalt. So when you've strip mine all the cobalt out of the earth, right. and you've made these big-ass batteries that are going to pile up somewhere because you've right. got to do something with them, then you're going to go back to internal combustion in 10 years. So might as well. Hey, look, if you want to buy one, buy one. Uh, really, more power to you. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm going to stick with this, and I can't afford a Ferrari, obviously, yet, but... Uh, I, I just think it's great. I think I think somebody's standing up and saying we're not well, going to force these people to buy this stuff. More people need, more companies need to start doing that yeah. with this government stuff. I mean, it, 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 the absurdity of this argument for climate change and EVs. We first off, yeah, the creation of these batteries and the parts for the tires and all that stuff just completely invalidates any claim you make about the environment with these stinking cars. Secondly, there is no infrastructure in place to power everybody's vehicle with a freaking charging station. It doesn't. You, you couldn't do it with the with the with the grids. You couldn't nope. do it. There's not enough charging stations. Nope. So basically, you if if everybody went EV tomorrow, most of us wouldn't be able to go anywhere. Well, th- w- right, and that is part of the plan, right? And it's, it's Earth. If the, you care about the environment, it's destroying the right. environment. The whole thing about climate change is about control. That's, yes. how, that's the whole reason it exists is to control you. But the bottom line is, they're getting rid of fossil fuels, good old dinosaurs, which we're supposed to use, and they're transitioning us to windmills and to solar which, panels that don't work half the time. And they're killing the and, whales of the Earth. Yes, and forcing you into a car that relies on solar panels and windmills that don't work half the time so yeah it all sucks all the way around and you know what they can have it i that's fine if you like it you can if you want to drive a golf cart with a body on it have at it that's what that is i'll stick with something that's going to make noise 
and what, rumble my butt. Well, what, what's <laughs> rumble your butt? My butt rumbles, but for a distinctly different reason. I, you know, I, I don't know why there is this hatred of fossil fuels. I, I don't get it. It's the <laughs> ultimate act of recycling. Sure it is. They're fossil yeah. fuels, which means it's dead biological material <laughs> that's just sitting there. It was God's plan. The way these, these op- well, yeah, the way it's God's plan, yes, yeah. I agree. Yes. Everything we need is right here. Right. And and the way, the, the regulation is such, at least here in America, I mean, it's not true in China or other places, but the way the industry of how you get that stuff out of the ground is so heavily regulated, uh-huh. the, the damage to the environment that an oil rig causes now is significantly less and different than what it was a hundred years ago. It's amazing. It's amazing. It Pe- really is. People all dotting the landscape down south of us will tell you because they've yeah. been doing it right, dragging the stuff out of the ground and using it. And the same thing is true. I just went to Alaska last summer, right? Yeah. And to- I told you I went to several of those places, went by several of those places, and they're the cleanest, nicest, most beautiful park-like areas right. that you'll ever see. Meanwhile, I've been up to the Oklahoma Panhandle, right, mm-hmm. and it's covered with these windmills that look like oh, crap and birds yeah. are laying on the ground dead next to them half of them are not even working a lot you know. of people don't realize and i i drive through that wind farm that's up there is it on the furthest edge of texas into new mexico i think goes on for miles when you're driving when i'm making that drive up to colorado and i never realized how freaking massive those windmills are you they might are be talking about what massive I'm Massive yeah. pieces of machinery. You might be talking about where I'm talking about. I the think Oklahoma so. Panhandle. Like I think Texas you're right. Panhandle, yeah. Oklahoma Panhandle is right there, and then and then Colorado. I think you're right. Yeah, because yeah. you 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 skip yeah. over. That's right. Because you you tr- go over Oklahoma, the corner of Oklahoma, that's to right. get into. And they're right there. You drive through that, and it, the first time you do it, it's yeah. you. No, don't tell me that yeah. that first <laughs> off is dependable, <laughs> and secondly that that ain't having an environmental impact. Right, right, you right. got these things that are taller than freaking Godzilla. Yeah, they're not spinning. No, they're sitting there and they're you killing know, birds when they do. Killing birds, right. and you know they're massive pieces of machinery. Right, right, right. Tell me how that's good for planet and, Earth, and man. How, if you get rid of fossil fuels, how do you make those? I don't know. See, that's my point. How do you lube them? You got to put lube on them. You have to have, but but even the metal. You have to have fossil fuels to make the metal. That's absurd. That's the absurdity of it. It Now, I will tell you about that. Just a real quick story, (laughs) and then we'll break. But I was was the color man for football, for college football. And we were doing a game up there. And I didn't even know Oklahoma had a panhandle. So we had to fly into Amarillo, drive up to where you're right. talking about right so we get to this stadium and it's it's a college stadium but it's just a little bit bigger than a, than a high school stadium but there's nothing around and i'm standing on the field pre-game and all the guys are warming up and i'm kind of looking toward the end zone and the coach walks up behind me the coach of the football team and he puts his hands on my shoulders and he goes hey trey and i said yeah coach and he said look over there and i said where and he said right past the, the goal post and i did and he said you see it and i said what and he said the end of the world is right there. <laughs> we came to the end of the world. Wow, man. there's a lot, lot, of, lot of nothing up there. Nothing. Yeah. Just flat land, right. man, flat land. All right, quick break. More Warren Ryman coming up. You know, Bridgehead IT. I had a great conversation yesterday with Wes Bunch over at Bridgehead IT. It is on the uh, podcast if you want to check it out. Uh, we talked. We covered a lot of ground yesterday. And one of the things we talked about was your employees and helping your employees do better every day. We were just talking about here on the show about you as an employer or a business manager having to do more with less, and that's the world that we live in today. Well, Bridgehead IT, with their IT services and their automation, can help you do more with less, which helps your employees. Some of the rote things that they do every day, kind of the you know going through the motions kind of stuff, you can have the automation do that, and that way your employees won't have that burden on them. Same thing is true when it comes to inventory and inventory management and all these things that they can set up for your company to help improve the bottom line. And the bottom line is the bottom line, right? So check them out today at bridgeheadit.com. Live life to the fullest. You hear that all 